Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, let's worship him tonight. That is who he is. He is a way maker. There is nothing too hard for our God. We trust you, Lord God. You are the healer of all diseases, Lord God, including COVID-19. You are the almighty. You made heaven and earth, Lord God. You can fix it when it gets broken. We trust you for it all. Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time tonight. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Small praise report. Brother Dale Stallings has been in ICU for four weeks, something like that. Uh, He's out of the Crooksville Church. If you've ever gone to the Crooksville Church, just look for the loudest, most smilingest guy, and that's Dale Stallings. And they really sort of said, "Mm, that's probably about it. But last night we got word that one of his lungs is completely cleared, and they believe he's on the mend. Amen? Nothing too hard for our God. Prayer changes everything. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I'm glad to be here. Um, Pastor Bounds is at a funeral. Assistant pastor up the grave is in the youth service. Associate pastor Gators is in a revival service. And I'm here by myself. Well, with all of you. How about that? (laughs) Assistant Pastor Cody called me today and he said, I know, I know. Why is it every time you preach, there's no preachers there with you? I said, I I am not that hurt very much. Much. Hardly but I'm fine, yeah. No, I'm fine. No, really, really. Pray for me or something like that. I don't know. I did want to say, um, we're going to read out of Nehemiah chapter 9, beginning verse 19, if you want to look in your Bibles real quickly before I, I read and we let you sit down. I want to thank all of you that participated in what Brother Bounds, our pastor, called Bless Mark Melick Day. And you did. And thank you so much. Nothing like that's ever really happened, and I didn't know how to react to it, but say say thank you. Thank you for all my friends and brothers and sisters in the Lord. Lord bless you in Jesus' name doubly, okay? Nehemiah chapter 9, beginning verse 19. We'll kind of skip through to get down to where I want to go. Talking to someone today, um, about another pastor, another pastor um, not in the anchor group. I'll, I'll just tell you, this pastor called me. I don't know. And uh, actually said, Brother Melik, what advice do you give me? Well, that's scary. And I, I told him, I said, I'm not prepared for this question. I didn't know you'd say such a thing, anything like that. And now as I'm talking out loud, I, I want to tell you what my pastor does. 
And I told him about Pastor Bounds and a situation. This is how he handled it. And this is what he did. And this is what he said. And I was quoting him. And he's quiet. He said, well, I've never done anything like that in my life. I said, well, okay. I've never said anything like that in my life. Okay. He said, but Brother Melik, I'm going to try that. And he called me later, and he said it was such a strain. It was so hard. It was so outside his personality. But he said it was probably the best thing I ever did in my, in my ministry. So I'm telling this person that I'm telling this story to that I think we just get used to our pastor. He's just a nice guy. He's a great fella. He's one of the best preachers. He's, he's anointed. He's powerful. He's deep. He's so many things. And I think we just think, well, that's, that's just a pastor. They're all like that. No. No, they're not. God has blessed us. Amen. Amen. Given us a, a very special gift in Pastor Bounds. Amen. And we thank God for Assistant Pastor Cody also. Nehemiah chapter 9, beginning of verse 19. Yet thou in thy manifold mercies forsookest, forsookest them not in the wilderness. Let's go down to verse 20. Thou gavest also thy good spirit to instruct them. Verse 21. Yea, 40 years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness. Verse 22. This media person is getting carpal tunnel on their finger already. Moreover, thou gavest them kingdoms and nations, verse 23. Their children also multipliedst thou as the stars of heaven, verse 24. So the children went in and possessed the land, and thou subduedst it subdued before them the inhabitants of the land, verse 25. And they took strong cities and a fat land and possessed houses full of all goods, wells, digged vineyards and olive yards and fruit trees in abundance. So they did eat and were filled and became fat and delighted themselves in thy great goodness. Can you say amen? That's where we want to live all the days of our life. It might not be politically correct to say fat, but it's blessed, okay? That's not what it means, all right? It's just you're, I don't know, we'll not stay there, but I'm just saying is they were blessed. God had brought them out, done miracles, and that's where we want to live all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it doesn't happen like that, does it? <laughs> You're still laughing about my fat thing. I'm sorry. I have a fat grandbaby, so everything is fat to me. Everything... Fat is beautiful in its own way. Okay, verse 26. So they're blessed, they're blessed, they're blessed, they're blessed. Nevertheless, that's not a good word to go next. They were blessed, they were blessed, they were blessed. Nevertheless, they were disobedient. What? And rebelled against thee and cast thy law behind their backs and slew thy prophets, which testified against them. And the reason they did, to turn them to thee. And they wrought great provocations. Therefore, thou, Nehemiah speaking to God, thou deliveredst them into the hand of their enemies, who vexed them. Now listen. And in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, 
thou heardst them from heaven. And according to thy manifold mercies, thou gavest them saviors, small s, plural. Thou gavest them saviors who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you tonight. The Lord has seen your faithfulness. Your come to church and then don't come to church and then come back to church again. Watch it on your TV or whatever it is you have and then come to church. And we can come to church three times now on Sunday mornings starting on Saturday night. And you've just been flexible, bent over backwards and done everything you were supposed to do. And that there's just a little bit more the Lord is asking for. And he wants to help us all. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we pray that it would be heard, your word, as it is written, as it is meant clearly and with understanding, Lord Jesus. And it could be applied to our lives. And we could be even better, Lord God. We trust you for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Who says amen? You may be seated. The Lord's been dealing with me about this scripture for about a month, and usually it just catches my interest. It's something the Lord puts me in, and I begin to study and everything like that. It's not always that a message comes out of it, but it's just something for me many times. But I believe the Lord wants this for all of us tonight. There's only one other place in the scriptures where it said saviors, small s, plural. And that's in the book of Obadiah. And it had the same context, the same meaning. The Lord God from heaven will send you saviors to help you out of your situation. And it sounds kind of strange. It's, well, there's the Savior, big S, you know, the one that saves our soul. Yeah, yeah, we know that one, right? But then... Apparently, biblically, there's saviors also. And so, being the mild nerd I am, I had to look it up in the Hebrew. <laughs> and it said uh, in the Hebrew, the word savior means yosha. And it means people that make open or that make safe. Or that cause to be free, people that defend, people that help, people that rescue, people that get victory or liberty. That's what these saviors are. Hmm. And so it seems strange. I felt the Lord deal with my heart. So I quietly said it in my own heart so no one else could hear. And maybe the Lord didn't even hear. I wasn't sure. But I said in my heart, I want to be a Savior. I, I, I want to be a Savior. And I just said it in prayer, and it just, it just kind of tinged. It just, it just felt funny. Wait a minute. We're talking about the almighty Savior of heaven and earth. I, 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 I can't save anybody's soul. If I could, pretty much everybody would be saved. 
But that's not my role. I can't save anybody's soul. But maybe I can save someone's situation. Maybe I can save someone's loneliness and go be with them. Can't be lonely when there's a couple of you there. Maybe I can save someone's sanity a little bit. Hey, hey, it's okay. We're going to be all right. Maybe I can. Maybe I can be used by the Lord. And this began to turn to my spirit. And finally, I said it out loud, which was, again, uncomfortable. I said to the Lord, Lord, out loud, I want to be a savior. And it felt weird, I will admit. Sounds weird, doesn't it? But when you put it in context of what the word really means, I want to be someone that makes things open that were closed. I want to be someone that makes something safe that was dangerous. I want to be some, someone that causes someone to be free that was bound. I want to be someone that defends someone that needs defense. I want to be someone that helps someone that needs some help. I want to be someone that rescues someone that needs rescuing. I want to get victory or deliverance for someone that's bound. That makes better sense, doesn't it? So I said, I want to be a savior. I want to be a lot of things. So I didn't know what to do with this. Yeah, let's give it a try. Let's see how you be a savior. So, Brother Sharp and I had been talking for about a month. Hey, we ought to get some coffee. Yeah, coffee. Let's get some. Coffee's good. And this conversation went on for a month. You know what? When we get coffee, that's going to be good. I know it because coffee is good. Good and coffee and us. And that'll be coffee for a month. And so finally, he tells me, I'm, he was off work. He tells me, I'm getting ready to go back to work. Oh, we better go for coffee. He said, yeah. So I just make a time and a date and we're going to go for coffee because he's going back to work and then we won't be able to have coffee. And so we get to Bob Evans, not his house, you know, and he's dead, unfortunately, but his restaurant. And I order, I just want to make sure you're clear with all that. And I order caramel mocha. Anybody know what I'm talking about, caramel mocha? They will have that in heaven, okay? <laughs> caramel mocha. And it's refillable as many times as you want. What you can do is get three of these. You need no food. You're full. You just don't need anything else to eat. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I ordered this. I know what I want. Brother Sharp says, yeah, I don't know what that is, but I'll take one too. And Okay, so he gets his caramel mocha, and he's like playing with it. Like, you're not supposed to do that. He's like mashing it down, stirring it up. He says, you drink the thing. You're messing it up. It's all pretty here takes one big gulp and he goes oh I said I know he said oh, that's rich I said that's good right he said I'm diabetic I said oh God <laughs> so my brother in the Lord that I'm trying to be a savior-ish thing says I'm going to tell the pastor you tried to kill me So, Pastor Bounds, if you're viewing this, I, I promise, I didn't know he's diabetic. I, I did not try to kill him. 
that time. Other times, maybe not that time. And so I'm trying to be this friend to someone that's been out of work that, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you can just get lonely, right? So this is like, anybody call today? No. And then there's other times, man, the phone was ringing off the hook today. So it's like it's never really balanced there. But sometimes the people of God need the people of God. Probably most of the time. You know, those worldly folks, they're probably not going to give you a whole lot of encouragement. Oh, stick in there, serve the Lord, it's good. They're probably not going to say that out there. And so we need each other. And sometimes the simplest thing of going out for coffee. Now, he did, the waitress saw the whole thing. So there is a witness. I didn't know he was diabetic. And she said, honey, I'll get you a regular coffee. So she saved his life. <laughs> but the attempt was to be with him so he wasn't alone. And you know what? I, I got out to the car later after we, we talked and realized it was three and a half hours later. And we had the best time. And we laughed and giggled. And we might have cried a couple times, you know. But it was just, I think we both needed it, really. You was a savior for me. I was a savior for you. We'll, we'll meet in the middle here a little bit. But there is something powerful in our fellowship. Amen? Uh, there is. There is. There is. And we need each other. And I think we, we, we make it small. We, well, if I can come and anoint you on the head and you fall on the ground, then I've done a good job for you. Well, maybe I don't want to be on the ground. Okay? I like it up here. But... We don't always need something spiritual and reverberating in our souls. Sometimes we just need someone nice to say, so how you doing anyway? And not mean I'm just saying hi, don't answer that question because I really don't want to know. Not that. Someone that sincerely is saying, how, how is things going with you? Well, actually, and be willing to not hear a happy story. Maybe it's not good with them. And be okay with that. And then don't blab it and social media and everything like that. It's between you and them. Okay? Is that, is that amen? Did anyone? Okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you didn't reply. I thought, well, put that out on social media. But keep some secrets between you a little bit. That's what I'm trying to say here. Job 42.10 tells us the story of Job I don't have the whole thing in front of me, so she's going to have to put it up here. And the Lord turned the captivity, captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Forty-two chapters of Job suffering, and all of a sudden, Job says, hmm, these quote-unquote friends of mine that really aren't very good friends, if that's the kind of friends you have, you don't have any friends at all, but... These friends, these guys are messed up. And he, he was able to stop focusing on himself and focus on somebody else. And when he did that, the Lord set him free. When he did that. 
So this new campaign I have going, the ministry of being a savior, sounds kind of important, but I don't, I don't know how important it is. But I've been doing this for like, I don't know, a month or three or four weeks or something like that. I've been trying to call people and text people and meet people, and we do coffee. I've done two breakfasts, a lunch, two dinners with different people, just trying to be a sounding board, just listening. Did you know that everybody's a little fed up with COVID? I don't know if you knew that or not. But I was surprised. They're just had it up to, you know. <laughs> but when he prayed for his friends, he was delivered. And when you can quit focusing on you and how uncomfortable you are and how much you don't want to wear a mask, but how much probably they don't want to wear a mask either. I say, hey, brother, sister, how you doing? You want to get coffee? We go to Bob Evans and they got this really good drink. Not, not if they're diabetic, don't do that. Proverbs 20, 25, 11 says this, Proverbs 25, 11, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pi pictures of silver. A word fitly spoken, it's a very valuable thing. To be able to say just the right thing at just the right time in just the right way, well, it can change someone's life. Amen? And you can do that too. This being a savior, uh, you don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to have a license. You don't have to have a position, have a title. You just have to be someone that has the love of God in them and that can take the love of God to someone else. Amen? Amen, amen. Praise God. And a word fitly spoken is so valuable. I'll tell you what happened, and I don't know if you've ever known. I'm become a fan of my pastor. I think he's a nice guy. I, 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 I kind of like him. But, yeah, he, he called me a while back, and he, he sort of triggered a lot of this. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't mean to, but he, he triggered this. He called, and my answer always was when I see him call is, Yes, sir, which basically means whatever you want, you got it. Just tell me what it is you want, and that's what I'll do. And uh, he said, Brother Melik, how are you doing? And uh, you know how we answer that question. How do you answer that question? How are you doing? Good. That was my go-to. I was going to good, but then I hesitated. And I was going to say, fine. And then I realized, you know what? I'm not. I'm not good. I'm not fine. Sorry, I'm being really honest up here. I wasn't. I wasn't either of those. And I said, well, thank you for asking. I'm not entirely sure how to answer this question. He said, yeah, that's what I thought. And he began to tell me how valuable I was to him. 
the small things I'd done, said, and, and I'd forgotten a couple of them. From years ago, some of them. And I just didn't feel as bad as I did about five minutes before. I began to feel better. And we, the conversation didn't go on very, very long. And he said, well, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Well, he's the pastor. He gets paid to do that. Well, <laughs> yeah. But I knew he was really going to pray for me. And it just hit me. You know how simple that was? That was, I don't even think it was 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes. I can call someone else. And say, hey, how you doing? And wait for a real answer. I think that we have um, um, we've gotten distracted. Now I'm not beating up on anybody. I want this to be encouragement to just go the extra step. And in the extra step, the Lord will meet you there. But I think we've gotten distracted by COVID-19. I mean, it's weird. We've never done anything like this before. Um, maybe 100 years ago in the Spanish flu, it was pretty weird. But none of us were there. And so we just don't know how to operate. What's next? Does it get better anytime soon? Can I stop wearing this thing and being separated and all these things. And so all those questions I can't answer. The only thing I can say is my feeling is the Lord himself has allowed COVID-19 or it would not be here. And I've heard some of the crazy stuff. Well, the Chinese, they released a biological weapon. Okay, I don't care, maybe Probably not. But the Lord himself allowed COVID-19 to be in this world. Why? To try everyone. When the church is done being distracted, done being shocked by all this craziness that's going on, and the church gets back to being the church and the people of God on their knees that seek God, God fills them, refills them, recharges them, and they go out and they speak to this world out here, then the church will have revival. Amen? Anybody believe that? Let's clap our hands for that one. Amen. Because I believe that. Praise God. Now here's, here's what I know. Let's go to Acts 8.4. Acts 8.4. The early church... Just the Holy Ghost fell. It was happy all over the place. People getting the Holy Ghost everywhere. Man, it was crazy. Boom shakalakin', as <laughs> has been said in the past. And so it's all good. It's all great. It's all praise God. It's all happiness. It's all yay, yay, yay. And we like the yay, yay, yay. And then the yay, yay, yay stops. And we're like, well, where is God now? He's still here. It's just there's... Cycles. There's valleys and mountains. There's periods of increase and periods of decrease in everyone's life. Okay? You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't 
God's not getting you back with COVID. It's nothing like that. Okay? But they were shocked when all the happiness all, all of a sudden goes away. When, when the world surrounding them wasn't happy with them. Well, you ought to feel this Holy Ghost and you'd be happy. Yeah, well, I don't feel nothing and I don't like you and I hate you. And riots be, began and even the government came down on them and persecution. People started being jailed and, and beaten and, and killed. And so pretty much Jerusalem emptied out. If you want to save your life, you better get out of there. And they did. And they went everywhere. But they were shocked. They were amazed. They, it was like, what is going on? And there's this pause in this New Testament apostolic church until they finally got it together. And they finally got back on their knees and back to a place where they could reach the Lord and feel after the Lord. Some of you are even just a hair numb. Unplug the news, please. Let your spirit heal a little bit. But when that church got back to having church on their knees, in their homes, privately, the everywhere that they went, they began preaching. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. They didn't at first. And the church that was one in Jerusalem became many in the region. Because they were like, I, I have something inside of me. And wherever I go, it goes too. And I will not keep my mouth shut. The devil has tried to choke us, to restrict our voice, to make us, as our pastor has said, feel uncertain, feel unsure about ourselves, and we're even unsure what, what to say. Jesus is still God. That's his proper name. He's still on the throne. His arm is not slack. His promise is not short. He's the same God yesterday in this COVID day and forever. He is the almighty God that created heaven and earth. And he will take us through this season that we're in. And I say season. This isn't the way it's always going to be. Amen. But until the church becomes the church and gets refired and tells the world, I think it'll go on. How is he going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh? Everybody in the whole world is going to feel the Holy Ghost. And anybody know what's happening? And anybody getting encouragement? Okay, well, that's the presence of the Lord. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's it, that's it. You see Pastor Cody down here with this. Little fella, he just turned 13 Sunday morning. Those were here for the 1030 service. That's all he said. That's it. Go ahead. That's it. Go ahead. That's it. Go ahead. Anybody can do that. You can practice with me. That's it. Go ahead. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You can do that. You can be an altar worker. That's it. Go ahead. That's it. Go ahead. <laughs> Saviors work altars. Yeah. 
Did you know on Sunday services, Saturday night, 7, Sunday morning at 8.30, Sunday morning at 10.30, an hour before those services, the youth center is, is a prayer room again. Did you know that? Saviors hit prayer rooms. Yeah. Saviors sing through a mask and worship through a mask and pray through a mask. Amen? Your pastor is going to call some limited prayer and fasting in the near future. Saviors pray and fast. Because you've got to have the goods inside you to help someone else out. Amen? So I believe what happened in the early church is going to happen here. When they finally went to prayer, when they finally were done being shocked and, and distracted and got back to who they were, I'm not saying anyone is backslid. I'm saying we've been distracted, even from prayer. Anybody willing to say amen? When we get back to who we are and we begin to speak to the world in faith, believing, and trust for where the Lord has taken us for the answer, that's what everybody wants is an answer. Jesus is the answer. Amen? Always, every time, no matter what's going on, Jesus is the answer. And I think when we get that place, when we get it together, when we stop focusing on our discomfort and pray for our friends, the Lord will deliver our captivity. And I believe the Lord will deliver this earth. And that's my view. Praise God. What I know is that, why don't we stand? This is the closing. What I know is that I have had many saviors in my life. Anybody want to admit that? I've had people that had had a word fitly framed. It was just spoken at the perfect moment in my life. And you know what? Probably half of them weren't preachers. So please stop thinking that way. We have a voice in our brother and in our sister's life. God can anoint you to help her. Amen? But you have to believe that. All the people that have helped you over your life, spoken to you, and I'm not talking about so much your pastor and ministers. In your, I'm talking about people that were just friends, that were just brothers and sisters that would just listen to you complain and, and say, I, I know how you feel. Let's pray together for a minute. There have been a whole lot of saviors in your life, if you will be honest. And I think we owe back being a savior in someone else's life. Let's pray for a second. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I want this to be an encouragement, not a rebuke in any way. We have been faithful. 
We've been in service, and then when told not to be, we weren't. We've done what we were asked, Lord God. But there's just a little element missing here. Somehow we've lost that spirit of prayer as a whole. Some haven't, but as a whole in our services, Lord God. And if we'd be honest, most of us would admit, amen. I admit it even in my own life. I struggled there for a while. It was strange. I, it was places I'd never been before. And then a Savior called. <laughs> and he asked me how I was doing. And something broke open in my spirit, Lord. I pray that you'd help us tonight, Lord God. Help us to receive this simple message and encouragement to reach out beyond yourself. You cannot wait until you have it all together because you may never have it all together. Help us, Lord Jesus, to care, to pray for our friends. We that are so scattered sometimes in our own minds, like they were scattered physically in the New Testament, would just go everywhere preaching Jesus. He's the answer for all our problems. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the book of Nehemiah, it talks about saviors and the interesting thing about Nehemiah was Nehemiah was not a preacher. Nehemiah wasn't even a prophet. Yes, his book is labeled one of the books of prophecy of the Old Testament. He wasn't a prophet. He never prophesied. Nehemiah was just a good man that wanted to be used by the Lord. That was concerned, that was moved with the awful condition of the people of God. And he just wanted to help. What can I do, Lord? One man. And there was restoration. Saviors are restorers. Saviors are bridges. Saviors reach out to others that may, because of their own actions, have deserved some of the things that have happened in their lives. But to love them anyway. I'm going to give you a few moments here to pray. We're going to play, and if you want to sing, you can. If you want to be dismissed, you can do that. But the Lord's calling on our hearts to be a Savior. Lord bless you all.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.